Hey, Armstrong and Getty here. And the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. Going RVing with the family whilst people attend to our farm. Isn't, um, there a, isn't there a good RV line from uh, National Lampoon's Vacation? It's a recreational vehicle, Clark. That's it. <laughs> um, the Blackwater's is the, the worst part of RVing. Oh, Blackwater, I, keep on rolling. I don't like dealing with the Blackwater. you you got to hook this hose up to it, and then you unleash it. And then Into the, your neighbor's yard. There's <laughs> various truck stops you can do it to. Oh, yeah, you, you, you can do it practically anywhere, but it's just the, the putting the hose on. and then Community the, pool, anywhere you want. The hose is growing. Remember, I did it on my own uh, property. Oh, boy. Once. Oh, but, golly. Um, Don't blank where you eat. <laughs> you ever heard that one? <laughs> but then you got the hoses all grody, and it's just... It's, <sighs> it's a sick enough. Yeah, that does sound kind of nasty. What do you do to remount the hose, to wash her out? Well, you grab a hose? The way run? you do it is you, grab a hose hose? you unleash what they call the black water. That's the stuff that goes down the oh, toilet. black water, keep on rolling. <laughs> then, you, then you release the gray water. Yes. That's the water that goes down the sink and the shower drain. So sure. when you're taking a shower oh, or so washing bad. dishes or whatever, that stuff's gray water. So you unleash the black water. Then when you unleash the gray water, that in theory... You know, cleans out the hose. Right. You might have a little less. skin mung or higher in there, but you also have soap in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, none of us are scared by shower water runoff, really, are we? Sure. No. No, certainly not. But so that's the I way see. That's adds a beautiful system. <laughs> Did you come up with that? <laughs> yeah. Boy, the RV and lifestyle. I've longed for it. I, I lust for RVs. I see them on the road. I see them in, in a lot, and I really want one. Here's my tip, because I've had a number of people say, you ever use your RV? Apparently, it's a thing that people buy RVs, and they don't use them as much as they thought they were going to. Mm-hmm. I think the key is buy a smaller one. The bigger oh, it no. is, oh no! The bigger it is, the less likely you're going to use it. You'll use it on that one you know, week-long trip where you go to Mount Rushmore or something like that. But how often are you just going to want to take it to the park or something? We use ours all the time. I take it to the grocery store. When we, when we go to the skateboard park, we take it because it's, you can park it places. Hmm. So how do you, quote, unquote, use it to go to the grocery store, though? We just Is drive it... it to the grocery store. But then are you, quote, unquote, using an RV? Yes, because then you have a <laughs> toilet with you. Ah. You have, uh, you, have uh, you know, the, the, the so Toy Story Klein. toilet. <laughs> That's see, I don't. I want an RV for other reasons. <laughs> Having a toilet's nice. Having a table to sit out to have. Uh, you know, we get a we get a Jamba Juice there at the grocery store in the parking lot, and we sit there at the table and have our Jamba Juice. It's it's awesome. Well, that that does sound nice. Yeah, it's just you. Yeah, 
I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. We do it everywhere I want we go. One of those thirty-two done, footers. We get done at the uh, skateboard park. We get inside. We have some cold water that's in the you know in the refrigerator, and you're sitting there at the table talking about how it went. And, Five pop-outs, 30. satellite dish, wet bar. <laughs> That's what I want. Big screen TV. 30-plus footers become exponentially more difficult to drive. Then it, seem, it seems like just those extra couple feet just make a lot of oh, difference yeah, the, in terms of... The bigger it is, the less likely you're going to drive it anywhere, I think, based on my personal coast experience. to coast, back and forth. <laughs> Solving people's problems, probably, you know, solving mysteries, that sort of thing. That's my plan. <laughs> it's like Kane from Kung Fu, but with a, an RV. A lot like that. A lot like that. We drive ours multiple times a week. Just love it. Yeah, well, that's good. It's 23 feet, I think. But you use it as an RV, just kind of every, yeah, okay, I like it. Kind of a low-key recreation. Mm -hmm. Now, I had uh, spent a lot of time in RVs as a youth. Um, Do you still have to level them out for, like, when you you, you set them up? Because the one that I had when I was a kid, the the fridge wouldn't work properly unless it was level. Okay, I was just reading about that. You got to, you got to have it, the the, the little, the little thing has got to be, the bubble has got to be within a certain area of level. Otherwise, you don't want to operate your air conditioner. Yeah, we would have these wood blocks that we would have to try to fill. Oh, no, we need a wood block under the right front tire. All right, let's try to work that out. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of a lot of your RV parks, uh, the good ones, they have a uh, pretty level place to park them all, so it's not a big deal. You'd think they'd have some sort of hydraulic system within the RV that well, you could sure a really oh, fancy one does. That's the kind I'm getting. <laughs> right with a with an indoor pool and a disco ball. Mine would be like a camper shell, basically, just an old pickup with a camper shell. Perfectly fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go uh, coast to coast if you want, collecting cans from the side of the road, and while I'm solving mysteries, you're going to be. Tossing bottles of urine out of your little camper, probably, Michael. The, the only thing about the RV is I, I constantly wonder, why didn't I have one of these when I was, uh, you know, footloose and fancy free and traveling around the country? It would have been perfect. Oh, boy. You don't, you don't stop at a hotel. You get tired of driving. You just, you find a Walmart. First of all, Walmart allows RVs to park there. You find any Walmart you can park there long enough, take a nap, sleep, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you always have a bathroom with you, which is with you, which is <laughs> awesome, or take a shower whenever you want. It's just fantastic. I love that. Are you listening to this, honey? Come on! Let's get on the RV bandwagon. The older I get, the more having a bathroom with me all the time is, uh, is that's handy. Please. Taken, you, have you considered taking it to the drive-ins with the kids for, for movie watching? That would be cool. That I haven't seems, tried that. that sounds wouldn't that block everyone's view? That's yeah, their problem. Screw them. They can move. <laughs> have you ever tried when you have to go to the John, setting the cruise control, running back, <laughs> peeing, and then running back to the driver's seat? <laughs> See if we're still on the road. <laughs> That'd be exciting. Looks like we got a good straightaway here. You know, if, you, if you get nervous though about it, it's going to delay you. If you know what I'm saying, so you got to be confident. You got to have your head together. Hey, what we need to do right now is take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. What CNN and, and others, I mean, not others, NBC is equally as bad. Uh, despite the fact that I made them a fortune with The Apprentice, but they forgot that. And they broke two bottles of wine on his head. Tried to choke him and he just threw me off like a ragdoll. Unofficially at 71, that would be a record here. They just threw him another one, 72 unofficial, which would be a record for the corner surf and Stillwell, 101st running of the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Contest. 
Here's the actual line from the movie Vacation. That there's an RV, Clark. That stands for recreational vehicle. But don't you go fall in love with it because we plan on taking it with us when we leave here next month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) That is hilarious. I got the family reunion starting in uh, roughly 24 hours. Really? Speaking of that sort of thing, yeah, we're gathering at my place, more or less. and going to be a hoedown. Tell you what, I ought to weigh myself. Weigh myself tomorrow morning, then I'll weigh myself before I start work, because in my family, love means weight gain. Are you going to have the airing of the grievances? Oh, 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 yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Probably give it a day to get good and drunked up. Then the grievances. Genocide against white people. San Diego. Stay with us. The threat has emerged. Shocking racial hatred. Mm, Terrible. And a lot more good stuff. And and other stuff. i got to get to that, how people like their steaks cooked. Yeah, we can lead with that. Then we'll get to genocide against the white race. You might be grilling this weekend for people. I guarantee I'm grilling. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Was that part of a TED Talk, Sean? So I just watched a video Sean uh, showed me where they uh, they got two monkeys. That's a hell of a start. Two monkeys walk into a bar. Mm. Now they got two monkeys and they are, they're giving this monkeys a, a task. And the, the monkeys, if the monkeys give you a rock, you give them a, a little treat. I want a rock! <laughs> Are you ready to rock? <laughs> so the monkey hands you a rock, you give him a treat. Sure. It's a fair and, deal. And apparently they uh <laughs> apparently from from having been fed by humans, these monkeys were aware that grapes are much tastier than cucumbers. Right. So they give uh the monkey gives you a rock, you give each monkey a cucumber. The monkey gives you a rock, you give him a cucumber. And they're happy. But they started giving the one monkey a grape. And the other monkey still get Gets a cucumber. And the other monkey still gets a cucumber, and the monkey that was still getting the cucumber notices the other monkey's getting a grape and starts yeah. getting really, really mad and start starts throwing the cucumbers and not giving rocks anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he actually, like, he's, the funniest part to me is when he like, actually shakes the cage, when he's uh, shaking the constraint. What, get, get, I see the grapes there. Like, yeah. Actually just trying to break out. It's what very fascinating. Is this? Yeah, yeah. This is bullish! This is bullish! Yeah, you can actually see him like, WTF! <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, it's but, amazing. But so what is the point about uh, animal nature there? That we uh, we all understand fairness? We have an innate desire for equity. Yeah, what you said. That comparison is the thief of joy. He was perfectly adequate <laughs> with, with his, his cucumber, cucumber right, until right. he saw his neighbor get a grape. I and love all the of a humble sudden, cuke. It makes some people belch, but not me. Yes? Yeah, but then uh, once he saw the the grape, he's like, "No, this cucumber's not good enough." You, I didn't, I didn't know grapes were available. We have through the years highlighted uh, several studies which indicated that most people would rather make ninety thousand dollars with their neighbor making eighty than make a hundred thousand if their neighbor is making a hundred and ten. Yeah, I just, I can't. That's time after time, I know. I know. That's it's been indicated. I know. It it is seems to be human nature. I am not that person at all. It no, just it no seems, way. it seems to me that we as humans should strive to be above the level of the monkey. <laughs> uh in in that. 
And if, if you if you got uh, if you got what you need, or you can get more, who cares what you, the other person has? What the hell's that got to do with anything? No, I will not yield to this monkey court or whatever this thing. <laughs> this is. This is not a monkey court. Yes, people nah, we're would, not. We're not that far above the monkeys. People would rather they make less and their neighbor right, as long as their neighbor makes less than them. Right. You make twice this as much monkey cul-de-sac. That's 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 weird. I don't have that. I don't think I live on a monkey court. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep my kids from having that. That's oh, no that's way to it's try crazy. to be happy. It's lunatune, lunatune. So, uh, and it's speak- more difficult. Sorry, it, but it's mm. more difficult than now to avoid with social oh, yeah. media and everybody sure. just kind of, you know, internet bragging. Essentially, well, I'm, I'm already trying to get my kid to focus. Focus on the other kids. In his mind, every kid in his class has gone to Disneyland, which I don't think is the case. But every kid has everything great, and he doesn't focus on the the what I think is generally the majority or many that don't have all this stuff he's talking about. You focus on the ones that do have it. Sounds to me like the lad has a legitimate grievance and probably needs an attorney. I thought about this many, many years ago. How (laughs) easy it is to focus on all the nicer cars on the road than yours, Mm. as opposed to the gazillions of cars you pass that aren't as nice as yours. Right. Wow, interesting. Try that experiment for yourself today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, coming up, how people like their steaks, uh, this briefly, because I'm not taking it terribly seriously, but... Were the shoe on the other foot, the uh, the entire nation would be melting down. Uh, flyers have been popping up around Little Italy, San Diego, with racially charged language appearing to target white people. There may be nothing I enjoy more than wandering around Little Italy in San Diego, hungry, stopping in this place for a snack, that place for a libation, and finally, a nice Italian meal. Often don't plan where I'm going to go. I let the smells waft out and attract me. <laughs> Nothing I enjoy more. Nothing like a wafting smell. The headline is jobs, jobs, jobs. Uh, there are several variations of the flyer. Uh, here's one lady who got one on her windshield. It says, uh, blah, blah, blah. We are kill- it says we are killing off the entire evil white race. By making them addicted to cocaine, crack, spiked marijuana, spice, meth, heroin, hash, and other poisons to kill them. The flyers are anonymous, but typically include numbers to local businesses. They also end with Latina pow- Latino power. Viva la raza! The media is asking the police if they're investigating this clear hate crime, but uh, the coppers have not commented. Killing off the entire evil white race by addicting them to cocaine, crack, etc. They don't mention gin. Apparently, I'm in the clear. All right. Good luck with that. So, fooling ourselves. We were just talking about that. I don't know if you're fooling yourself or trying to fool others, but when people are asked how they like their steak, they give a different answer than how they actually like their steak. (sighs) That's odd. Why would that be? In, um... I like it slightly to the rare side of medium rare. I like it. I would agree too. If I could, if I can uh, cut it that thin, yes, I would like it like that. But you, you can't just cut a little it. rarer than medium rare. You can't cut it that thin. No, I tell you what. You order it like that, and the chef sends it out to you. I want to go back there, give my twenty dollar bill, and kiss him on the mouth because that's a good chef. Mm. Yeah, I've had some damn expensive steaks that were, were that weren't cooked properly. I mean, you know, oh, poor yeah, me, me. Too. me, first too. world problems. Yeah. So I'll tell the Syrians, but 
you think, God, I'm paying this kind of money for a steak, and you brought it out, and it, like, I, I can't eat the gelatinous rare steak. Like, did you even cook this? It's bluish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Icky. How did you make this mistake? You know what I love about the humble tri-tip is because it's kind of, it's like a football. It's thin on both ends and fat in the middle. Is If you cook it right, uh, by the end of it, you got some nice crispy ends, you got some uh, medium well there, you got some medium, then that center slice usually pretty rare, so there's... Something yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Have you ever done the thing with your hand? You touch the part of your hand All with your fingers? the time. You do that? Open fist is rare. Closed fist is, is well done. Kind of medium is medium. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, the fat, the not fatty. Who has fat palms? <laughs> if you have fat palms, you really ought to get I'm, with MetafastCalifornia.com. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the space in between your thumb and it, uh, index finger. What, am I incapable of finishing it? No, oh. it's the fleshy part of your thumb, the muscular fleshy part. Uh, just below your thumb, the muscliest part of your your the thumb side of your hand. Assuming you haven't lost it in an accident. <laughs> yes, I had assumed that. If you've lost your thumb in a thresher accident, this doesn't apply to you. Mm. So how do people like their steaks? So people claim they like their steaks. Mo- the, the majority of people claim they like their steaks medium rare, which is the way I order my steaks. Yeah. But that's not the way the majority of people order their steaks. So I don't know why people would be Who lying you, about this. What are you, insecure about your meat eating? Well, we do mock Vince regularly for liking his steaks well done, but only because that's stupid. Biggest chunk of people like medium. Is there any pink in a medium? Yeah, there should be. Yes. There should be? Yeah, it's uh, a little pink. What is it? Uh, medium rare is pink, but cool? Well, what's medium well? Isn't that just slightly pink? A waste of money. Is that no, that's yeah. There's no pink in, so, in medium well. Well, let's go through. So you order medium rare. I order medium rare. What do you order, Vincent? Well done. Like the president, my president. Yes. Very <laughs> weird. What do you order, Michael? Uh, I guess medium well. I find that odd. Also, oh, you, Sean, are a medium rare or medium. Gotcha. One of those two. All right, so, here you go. Done is uh, blue rare. Oof. Seared on the outside, completely red throughout. Meat remains in gel-like texture. That's gross. And difficult to chew. Yeah, I can't eat that. Juices are not yet flowing freely. Those juices are blood. Rare. Seared and still red. 75% through the center. Uh, da, 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 da. Once the heat transfer is completed during the resting period, the steak will achieve the perfect steak, tender and juicy. Mm. Medium rare, seared with 50% red center. Medium, seared outside, 25% pink showing inside. Medium well, done throughout with a slight hint of pink past the point of no return. And well done, 100% brown, waste of a good quality steak. And and the president likes his steak to rock on the plate. No, According to a guy who used to cook his steaks. Oh, boy. But uh, the biggest chunk of people... Actually, order medium, even though they claim they like medium rare, followed by medium well. So people are on the uh, the done side of things. If you're if you're cooking steaks for people, that's the way they like it. Only two percent of people like rare. Uh, almost twelve percent of people like well done. Well done's fairly popular. I don't get it. It tastes like nothing. I guess you're getting so, protein. Why don't you eat a shoe? So Why don't you eat a shoe? Eat one of your old shoes. A shoe eater. So much cheaper. Yeah. You like potato chips, right? They're crunchy. That's what you want out of your steak. Who wants a crunchy steak? <sighs> Who Some looks at a steak and says, I want, want a cr- potato chip? <laughs> you want it a little crisp on the outside? That's why you sear it. Mm. 
I like a good steak, though. Oh, I do, too. We're going to have some. I think when the family's here, we just, oh, we're going to eat a lot. We are going to eat so much. And it is, <laughs> I mean, and, believe and me. it's the, believe me, it's <laughs> the moment you're not in pain anymore, somebody brings out more food. There's a little appetizer. What, we just ate like 2,000 calories for lunch. An appetizer? What are you talking about? I'm Why little... are there chips and salsa out? We're on vacation next week. I am a little concerned about my eating while we're on this trip, because I've been really good for uh, for a long time now, and I'm just worried about falling completely off the wagon. You know, we were talking about uh, breaking out General Joe's uh, walk this way mm-hmm. when I when I cook with my walk, which I love. But we're going to have like 11 people, I think. And I don't, I, 11? I think, wow. yeah, I think so. Yeah, two, four. This is roughly 11. Um, You should have a firm number of how many people are going to be in your home. Yeah, what's the difference? Um, so, uh, But I, I'm thinking I won't get to eat that way. I'll just have to cook frantically and churn out food. And I don't know. I wouldn't mind that, but Judy has convinced us to order out instead. So right. maybe maybe I'll do a little uh, a little snack in the afternoon. Little, uh, a little uh, spicy shrimp. Just when everybody's no longer in pain from lunch, fill them up with that, and then they'll sit down to dinner, not hungry, but eat nonetheless. Will there be any drinking? <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> you know, the way you kept a straight face while asking that question was really the best part. I'm That's sorry you couldn't see that. Really folks. an old joke with myself that uh, my very first college roommate and I uh, still laugh about. Um, we moved into this uh, duplex. I'm 19 years old. And uh, we moved into this duplex. <laughs> the guy I was going to live with, he said, the, the, the landlord's showing us around. He's actually one of our professors, cool guy. But anyway, he's showing us around, and my roommate says, we could put a keg over there. And he looked at it and he said, you mean they'll be drinking? <laughs> Beautiful. We laughed so hard. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, there may be a little cocktail. And a little you mean they'll be drinking? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, there will be. Oh, did I tell you the other day since we moved and we don't have a place for our wine in the new place? Uh, we're working on it, but... Um, some friends of ours may or may not own a winery, and I may or may not have stored it there, because um, I think there are laws involved, but um, they mocked me for having too much wine. Really? Winery owners. Well, do you got to take care of that this next week? How many bottles? I think it's a sign of a, a Yeah, problem. how many bottles? Yeah. None of your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over a hundred? Of course it's none of our business. We're asking for amusement reasons. Right. None of your yeah, business. Is it three figures? There's no I'm way for saying. us to profit off of this. This isn't our business. Right. The fact that you won't say means it's over three figures. So you'll have over a hundred bottles of wine. I'm saying I'm saying a thousand. Yeah. Really? Four figures. Wow, a thousand bottles of wine. Wow. None none of your that's business. impressive. <laughs> three figures. Quadruple digits. Wow. <laughs> It's a lot of wine. I have a wine store, essentially. (laughs) I go in there, I think, what do I want? I grab it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump and Putin still behind closed doors. We may have deals. Violent protests outside the summit intensify in a major U.S. merger challenging e-commerce giant Amazon. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Hmm. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Jack, you should have hired a bunch of fags, that's friends of Armstrong and Getty, to keep an eye on your farm. Yes, that would have been a good idea, just a bunch of random <laughs> listeners. <laughs> wow. We do have a whole bunch of college kids that are staying there the weekend, though, so uh, could be a party. <laughs> they already invited me to it. Yeah, probably like five bands. 
be like Coachella. Wow, Jack Fest. <laughs> they're, staying, legendary. they're staying nights and they're sleeping there? Uh, their the, beds the and everything? Big thing, yes. The orgies and stabbings and God knows what else. The goats, all the goats would be gone. Yeah. Those that were left would terrify us. Let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Hey, it's still going on. President Trump and Russian President Putin sitting down for much longer than expected talks today. The meeting was supposed to last about a half an hour. It is now stretched to almost two hours. The two are meeting at the G20 Summit in Hamburg, Germany. I wonder what you actually would talk about because, you know, two hours is a long time to talk. I mean, even with interpreters, that's a long time to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I the amount of ground that you could cover is uh, immense, and the amount of wheeling, dealing, mm, psychological right. plays and strategies and the rest could just be just... Uh, you could write an enormous book about that two-hour meeting, Because you wouldn't, sure. You wouldn't think at that level they're going to get into the intricacies of uh, exactly where we're going to draw the lines in Syria and that sort of thing. Well, let me tell you this. The longer-than-expected meeting is coming as U.S. officials say the U.S. and Russia reached an agreement for a ceasefire in southwest Syria that is set to take effect on Sunday. I don't know if that's a direct result coming out of the meeting, but this has just come out. Well, something like that has to happen soon yep. because the the two sides are meeting. ISIS has been driven into a uh, you know a tiny little area, and and we're we're running one side of the Euphrates River, and they're running the other side. And right. then at some point, somebody's got to leave, or both have to leave. Meanwhile, you got protests growing in Hamburg on the second day of that summit where police say that violent anti-globalization activists protesting the uh, meetings have forced their way into a closed train station, bending open the iron gates. German police are again deploying water cannons to try and quell the protests. Second day of the protests well underway as police chase bands of the demonstrators outside the perimeter of the summit site. Moving from street to street at this point. There are anti-capital, anti-free markets. So are Good these, luck with that. Are these actual communists, like the Bolsheviks? I mean, mm, some of them, yeah. Yeah, anarchists, various wackadoos. Vice President Mike Pence wants to put astronauts on Mars and the moon. He made that pledge during a speech to NASA workers at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida yesterday. Pence telling the assembled... We'll return to the moon, and we will put American boots on the face of Mars. But what about boots on the Mars? <laughs> Did you know there's a total lunar eclipse coming yes, in August? August. Going to sweep across America. I mean, it's going to go black as night in a swath of America, mm-hmm. stretching from uh, Salem, Oregon. Yep. To roughly Nashville, I think it is. Yeah. They say, All I think it's across. Collinsville, Illinois, that's going to have the longest, darkest total eclipse. How long will it be dark? So it's the moon? Uh, not not long. It's like two and a half minutes yeah. at the longest place in, so it's in the Central the moon Oost. blocking out the sun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look straight at it, but it will be nighttime dark in Salem, Oregon, for instance. Really? And yeah, I'm, I'm really considering uh, being there somewhere on the swath yeah. to see that Heck once in my yeah. life. Yeah. I owe it to my son because we fell for that supermoon nonsense a while back. I <laughs> oh, made, yeah. him, made him stay up late, and it was a big nothing burger. Um, I've heard people say who've witnessed it that it it changes you somehow. It has a deep effect ooh, on your psyche. Really? I don't know why the moon's passing in front of the sun. I mean, it's got the orbits and the rest of it. It's not that crazy, but they say it's profound. When's it happening? 
August twenty first, I think. Maybe? Yeah, twenty first. Like might yeah. have to plan to be yeah. uh, to be where you need to be. Yeah, I've hesitated to talk about it because I don't want all the hotels to get booked up. But uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I thought you said it stretched clear across America. Every hotel across America is not going to get booked up. Well, there's not hotels everywhere in America. You know, it's certain towns that, of course, you'll get in your uh, your, your RV recreational there and vehicle. Yeah, just park on a highway. Right. The two biggest and best-known home shopping TV networks, QVC and Home Shopping Network, have agreed to merge as part of a stock deal worth about $2 billion. Now, the QVC parent company is going to buy the remaining 62% of HSN that it doesn't already own. The merger is going to create the largest TV commerce company in the world and the third largest e-commerce company in North America after Amazon.com and Walmart. Wow, I hadn't realized they were that weighty. I've always thought of those as kind of a joke. Well, yeah, especially now. Who's sitting around waiting for something they're interested in to come on to see what the price of it is, as opposed to just jumping online and finding it somewhere? Who's doing that? Well, I'll well tell you're you. sitting there entirely yeah. tabula rasa, right. blank slate. You don't know what you want. Then the nice folks on the uh, the QVC come on with a set of candlesticks, and you think, "Hell yeah, my candles! I'm just holding them in my hand like an idiot. The wax burns me. That's I, what I need." I was totally unaware of QVC uh, until uh, you know my mom moved up here, uh, and she watched QVC all the time and ordered stuff all the time. All right. Like what kind of things? Uh, dresses, uh, candlesticks, uh, cookware. I huh. mean. There were boxes coming. There were as many boxes coming to uh, her house as you probably have with Amazon Prime. Yeah. I mean, they were arriving all the time. And the deal is, a lot of people, and it's guy that's aimed at a slightly older crowd, but a lot of the people watching form these really personal relationships with the oh, presenters. Okay. Oh, gotcha. boy. Gotcha. Now I understand. Yeah. No, it becomes like a real thing. Mike gotcha. Rowe did that really briefly. He told us about that. I've seen the video of it. He tried his hand at being a QVC huckster. <laughs> nice. Very good. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. The petering out coming up, and it's an extra special petering out as we're going on vacation next week. Ah, yes. We really have a senioritis. Huh. Some say it's already started. <laughs> yes, some texters would agree. Uh, so we'll try to finish strong. Man, I'm watching those riots in Hamburg. I agree with you. Tell them, hey, we're going to give you a chunk of land. A bunch of countries have gotten together and carved out a chunk of land, and you can live here and run it the way you want. Good luck with that. We'll check back on you in a decade. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'll be jamming this tune as I drive down the uh, highway in my RV. My kids being big Willie Nelson fans. Well, you should. Mm. What could be better? So I guess we'll be reading in the papers over the next few days what came out of the meeting between Putin and Trump. We'll see. To the extent that we'll ever know. I mean, each side will put out its spin. Reading an interesting piece by Charles Lane in the WAPO about North Korea. He makes the point that the U.S. has, you know, goals and things we need, but we kind of need to balance it against, and we don't want to offend blankety-blank. And 
and how China's just, well, yeah, we'd like to rein them in. but we, And South Korea is the most ambivalent of all. That, well, we don't want a, a war, and, you know, we got a lot of friends over there, but we can't have that regime. Everybody's got all sorts of different interests and goals and desires and not sure. Meanwhile, you got old fathead. Got to hang on to power. It's all I care about. Must hang on to power. And uh, as uh, Charles Lane puts it, that, um, uh, what does it say? What does he say? Um, that's the sort of thing tends to uh, the ever present prospect of a hanging concentrates his mind. Right. The minute they're out of power, they're dead. So it does. Uh, he does have the the gift of clarity. Does the little fathead. Meanwhile, dealing with a bunch of countries that are hemming and hawing and trying uh, to work it out between themselves. So there were some economic numbers that came out like that do every month. The jobs report, blah blah blah. This is up. That's down. Whatever. This is really interesting. About the uh, the job situation. And uh, when, I, when I saw the headline, I saw the headline, Why Some Men Don't Work, Video Games Have Gotten Really Good. I thought it was just kind of a a fun article or, or look at things or a, a question about culture today. No, it's actually a paper released this week by the National Bureau of Economic Research. The paper by economist Eric Hurst and four other economists argue that video games help explain why younger men are working fewer hours. Wow. An actual, by economists, pointy-headed paper saying, yeah, it's a problem. Claim got a lot of attention last year when a University of Chicago published a graduation speech given by Mr. Hearst at its business school where he discussed some of his preliminary findings about how video games have gotten so good that young men don't work very much anymore. Because they're digging them, or it's a challenge to overcome, psychologically speaking? I think it's just they're having fun. Maybe it fulfills enough. You know, you work to uh, not only put a roof over your head and food on the table, but once you've met that, usually it's to start uh, acquiring some things. Cars, clothes, trips, whatever you're going to do with your money. Maybe if you get enough enjoyment out of video games, you don't need any of that stuff. Or it's a sense of fulfillment and a sense of who you are and accomplishment and the rest of it. That too. Psychological needs. But which would all be well and good if you starved to death and America had, you know, millions of dead men, skeletons, clutching remote, con- with you know, joysticks. Instead of looking at it from the side of why is it that some employers don't want young men, they're just, young men are working few hours than other age groups and 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 compared to years past they've been looking at the employee employer side of it globalization technological change these sorts of things they thought why don't we look at it from the other and why aren't young men working as much maybe there's a reason they don't work as much um they estimate that since 2004 video games have been responsible for reducing the amount of work that young men do by 15 to 30 hours over the course of a year uh, using the recession as a natural experiment, the author studied how people suddenly found themselves with extra time, spent their leisure hours, and estimated how increases in video game time affected work. Leisure time has grown by 2.3 hours a week, blah, 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 but the net result of this article is that young men like playing video games more than working. <laughs> no, I, I don't doubt that. I'll be damned. Video games are very good now. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a, you know, and the... 
A lot of times I think people read these articles and they have like a very 80s, early 90s version of what playing video games are, where you're alone in your room, it's dark, Pong. and you're all by yourself. Tron. Where these are often online games, you're interacting, you're even voice chatting with people. It's much more communal than I think a lot of people yeah. realize they, nowadays. They get virtual reality going and more of this porn stuff than everything like that. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to get people out of their homes, specifically young men. We're going to turn into Japan. Mm, here's your uh, announcer for final thoughts. <laughs> That, that was, was a guitar solo. Friend of Armstrong Getty, Scott Ross, his short guitar piece he named Growly. <laughs> wow. He okay. named that Growly. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. All right. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Positive Sean, final thought? Yes, we had an Armstrong and Getty correspondent checking in with the uh, the watching the eclipse front up in Oregon. He was already checking out hotels. A two-star hotel was the only one he could find. $980 for the oh. night around that time. Wow. For a once-in-a-lifetime celestial event, I'm in. No effing way. Do you know how many video games I could buy with that? Michelangelo, final thought. Yeah, I love my job, but it will be nice to have a break. And to A&G listeners, if you see me in the free food sample line, uh, say hello to me. Yeah. Marshall Phillips, final thoughts, sir. Look, looking forward to our vacay. After I get my second calf implant next week, I shall also be going to a remote location, pondering life for the remainder of the vacation. <laughs> Excellent. Enjoy yourself. Uh, Vincent, final thoughts. The okay, name of the day goes to Joe Getty for the quivering hipster beards, but bottom of the day goes to Jack Armstrong for genitalia are hard to paint well, with the shading and all. <laughs> and Jack, your final thought, please. Off to the ocean for a couple of days in the RV with the children. Memories of a lifetime for the children and for myself. And we're taking the puppy. Oh, boy. Hope its eyes don't fall out. Wouldn't we, wouldn't we have memories of a lifetime without the puppy? Yeah. Uh, my final thought is, uh, for some reason, the people in my uh, family, we were adventurers. We go off. We seek our fortune in corners of the globe, uh, which is fun and cool and the rest of it, but we don't see each other nearly enough. We are getting together this week, most of us, and I am looking forward to it very, very much. In my family, however, love means weight gain, so I'll weigh myself tomorrow morning and then next Sunday. You do need to keep track of that for everybody because yeah. it could be interesting. Yes. I, did I mention I gained a pound and a half when I ate those seven hot dogs? Wow. I weighed myself morning of eating in the morning, next morning. Gained a pound and a half. And like Joey Chestnut, did you lose it again then rapidly the next day? I think it stuck with me. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work day. Three-hour or three-day work week. <laughs> Yikes. I need a vacation. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. You can stay in touch. Uh, we'll probably be tweeting a little bit. Uh, email us if you want. I'll keep an eye on that. We'll, we'll see you in a bit. There'll probably be some major world events. Uh, we'll see you in a week. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.